Hey, I'm Andy. And I'm Jenna. And we are Whiskey in a Teacup. Stay tuned because we're about to spill the hard stuff. Jenna, we're here. It's officially Whiskey Wednesday. I love Whiskey Wednesday. I love every day with you. Aw, so fresh. And I've had the last two days with you. Yeah, it's been wonderful. So um, we just got through Thanksgiving weekend. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving or happy harvest, as some people have been saying, which on the turkey day. Ooh, gobble, gobble. <laughs> when you say gobble gobble twice, I take it as like an innuendo. So you have to add the third one in there. I know, so yeah, that's why I left the the gap. I said gobble gobble, gobble. gobble. Oh my god! Don't ever again. <laughs> I love you, but whoa. <laughs> anyway, so yes, we just got through Thanksgiving weekend here in Canada, Canada, uh, because in the states it's different. Um, they have their Thanksgiving late November usually falls around my birthday, which is November 27th, by the way, in case anybody was wondering, I'm a Sagittarius, November 27th. Don't forget. Okay, queen. Okay. Thank you. Uh, now we can move away from that, um, that selfish plug (laughs) and talk about our topic today, (laughs) which ironically happens to be one of the topics. Yeah. Is, is, misconceptions yeah judgments Um, that we've um things that we've heard about ourselves that we want to set the record straight on mm -hmm. um and just judgment in general um to me it's a really heavy word it's something that i have struggled with uh, my entire life and i feel like i might be getting better with it but also i really care what people think um i really care how people feel so this is something that really affects me every single day I agree. I had to completely learn to let go of people's judgments within the last two years. Mm-hmm. Um, it took a lot of therapy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, and the thing is, is like therapy never ends. It's ongoing. It's it's just like physical health, right? Like um, if you want to be physically healthy, you need to focus on um, the healthy aspects of your life, uh, food, like nutrition um, and physical activity. But for the brain... Um, you know, mental health, you need a therapist. Yep. Even therapists need therapists. Yeah. I saw this meme the other day that was like, I asked my therapist who their therapist <laughs> was and that. I finally got myself to the boss of therapists. And then I destroyed them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sounds about right. <laughs> so like, um, so recently I started with a new therapist um, because my prior therapist uh, bailed on four sessions. It was a timing thing. Yeah. Uh, her calendar didn't sync with her reminders or something. And, but when it happened four times in a row, it was really frustrating. Was but, it the same excuse every time? Yes, it was. Do you think she documents her excuses? I don't know. <laughs> Perhaps. Potentially. Anyway. Um, so I kind of joked with my new therapist. I went for my first session with her last week and, uh, I joked that, oh, great. Now I got to start at the beginning. I got to describe all the events and all the people that you're going to hear about all over again. How and was that? It was good. It was, um, it was a good session. Definitely got lots on the table. Um, my next session isn't until next week unless she has some space this week. So we'll see what happens. But, um, regardless, <laughs> therapy is needed. I only, I only ask because of two things. One, um, I'm starting with a new therapist next week as well too. I'm a little bit worried about it. Okay. Just because the previous one that I had knows all of the details. Yes. But here's the problem that I'm coming with is that um, 
having that conversation once yeah. was incredibly vulnerable yeah. and difficult. Absolutely. And I'm terrified to go in again and have that vulnerable conversation. Have to rehash again. Right. But then I, I'm in my head thinking I've grown from that. So will it be as vulnerable and mm-hmm. hard as it was the first time? Or am I going to be able to talk about it? Yeah. Without feeling that way? I mean, I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, going to a new therapist, I went in like, okay, I know my story. It's like, these are the facts. You think you know I'm not going to, like, I just like, it is it is what it is. It's like when I talk to you about these factual things happening, sometimes I cry and sometimes I'm like, yeah, I'm good. I bawled my eyes out the entire time. Yeah. Yeah. Different. Yeah. I, I don't know. I think I'm a little bit, I'm, I'm scared, but I'm also mm-hmm. excited because... I, like, you get to work on on the mental health aspect again, yeah, which is really important, um, especially when you're going through as much as you're going through right now. Mm-hmm. So that kind of brings us into what our topic is going to be today. Yeah. Um, so do you want to go ahead and? Read yeah. That? So we're talking about judgments. Okay. Um, so the forming of an opinion, estimate, notion, or conclusion from uh, circumstances presented to the mind. So, can I give you an example, please? Social media. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm going to go with opinion, notion, and conclusion Mm -hmm. on those three really quickly. We show what we want to show. Absolutely. And it shows, social media at least, that my life is together Mm -hmm. when it's not. Well, why would you show your life being like falling apart? The one time that I did, I got shamed like on social media for yeah it. I got someone told me to not play the woe is me card and yeah I was baffled by that because mm-hmm. I personally don't think I show more um vulnerability on mm-hmm. my social media than I do positivity right or other way around yeah and I think I think the other thing too about your social media is it's yours and you get to choose what's on it. And you know what? For the people who show their vulnerable side all the time, that's awesome because it makes us feel like we're not that different from them yeah but at the same time if you choose to show positivity there's nothing wrong with that but that shouldn't that doesn't mean that you should be shamed or judged when you show your vulnerable side yeah um (laughs) I actually feel the same way about that um so prior to my husband's death um I didn't really post anything I, I I didn't post anything on my social media about um our marriage I would from very rarely from time to time post about our son mm-hmm. um, and very rarely from time to time, if it was like um, a birthday or an anniversary, I would share about my marriage. But I made the decision a long time ago that my page was for um, fitness and motivation and health. And if you go way back, way, way back into the archives of my page, um, I think I, how many posts do I even have on my page? Tons. Um, I have almost 1900 posts. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, um, you'll see that rarely did I ever post about my marriage. And that was a decision that I made because of the platform. I agree. Okay. And, um, when Shane died, I posted you know, I guess a, a quasi um, obituary notification to my followers, you know, not really to say this is why I'm gone. It was more, uh, you know, to honor his life. Mm-hmm. And I got a lot of messages like 
obviously, you know, um, respectful messages. But then I also would get random messages like, oh, I didn't know you were married. But they didn't need to know. No, they didn't need to know because that's not what my page was about. Um, and then, you know, fast forward a little bit, um, a couple months ago, I was questioned, you know, all you ever show is your, your happy stuff. Like, are you even sad? And it's like, you know what? Again, I will go back to the fact that I made an executive decision Mm -hmm. about my own social media, that this is what it's about. And, you know, some people, some of my followers know that I lost my husband and some of them are maybe just finding out now and some of them didn't know at all. Okay. And either way, you know, for the people who knew, I want to show that there is life after death. And uh, just because you lose somebody that important in your life, it doesn't mean that your life is over. Literally, what I've learned from this whole situation is that life truly is short. You don't know how much time you have. And as much uh, as much as it is a struggle for me to live under the judgment of other people, um, I'm I've learned and I'm still learning every single day that if I make decisions for others, I suffer. And you're not being authentic to yourself. Exactly. Um, I know that I'm kind of talking a lot here, but I do want to bring something up uh, that I thought of over the last month. And um, uh, I'm going to start with a quote that I came up with. Okay. So the quote is, um, I hope that you never endure the judgments that you pass on others. And where this is coming from is uh, the fact that I am a 35 year old woman who's lost her husband, who is continuing to live her life healthily um, to the benefit of myself and my son. Um, and it's, it's a struggle sometimes, you know, for people to have, I know that they have judgments about me. I have a boyfriend now. We met at the gym. It was surprise. Yeah. Surprise, surprise. Um, <clears throat> it was a random circumstance. I wasn't, not that it matters, but I wasn't out actively looking for a relationship. We met at the gym, sparks flew. It is what it is. And, um, I want to tell a little story about, um, somebody that I know from years ago whose husband died suddenly and, um, they were very young, very, very young newlyweds. I think it was within the first year of them being married. Terrible. And uh, a couple months after his death, this person posted uh, a picture with a new boyfriend. It was like four months later, whatever. And I've never, other than Jenna and my therapist, I've never said this to anybody. But what crossed my mind for a split second, not even, I didn't even think about it past that moment, but for a split second, I thought to myself, well, that was quick. And then poof, the thought was gone. I went on with my life. I I literally never thought about that ever again until Shane died. And then I had a boyfriend. Yep. And I thought to myself, wow, I am such an asshole. Like, where the fuck do I get off thinking, even, even for that millisecond that I had that thought, that notion, that judgment, what the fuck business of, is it of mine? I'm not even, I was never in her relationship. I was never in her shoes. Um, but I have to say that until you're in the situation that I'm in, and even with the difference in lives, I still don't, you know, 
I was still never in her life. Mm -hmm. I don't know their situation. I have no fucking right. I had no fucking right to think that. Not even for that split second and then never mentioned it to anybody again. I still had no fucking right to think that. Mm -hmm. And um, I feel like that's what I'm living under now. Is people are, are thinking it. Yeah. And not saying it. And not saying it. And whether they think about it for a split second or they continue to harbor anger towards me because um, I'm living my life and they're still, they're, they're, everybody's still mourning. Mm -hmm. I'm still mourning. It's, it's so crazy that you say that. I went to, um, I went out for lunch the other day Mm -hmm. and it's the same waitress that we see every single time. Love her. Right. She's wonderful. Yeah. But she just chats and she brought up a situation um, that made me realize that a friend of mine wasn't talking to me, but he mm. was talking about me. Oh, fun. To her. Oh, what the hell? So she asked me a question in regards to it, and I kind of just looked at her dumbfounded because if you're not talking to me, but you're talking about me, mm-hmm. that's a problem. Yeah. That's a problem. And when Unless I, it's compliments. Even, yes. Okay. <laughs> okay. Even true. But for the last two years of my life, mm-hmm. there has been this undisclosed journey mm-hmm. that I've kind of been on. And it has left the door open for so much speculation. Yeah. And the bottom line is, is I don't need to defend myself anymore. Absolutely not. Perception mm-hmm. is everything. Yeah. And you talked about not posting Shane for those purposes. Yeah, because my page was about fitness and health exactly. and, and self-love and exactly. Yeah. Whereas mine's body confidence, but in a, in a different way. Yeah. Own your scars, own your beauty, yeah. own all of that. And it does leave my page open to inappropriate comments. Mm-hmm. And, and you've made, you've made the active decision to post about your family on your social media. I have, and I lose followers every time. <laughs> it's a running joke in my house. I'll post and Matt will be like, how many followers did you lose this week? Yeah. And yeah. he made it on my page twice this week. Right. He was thrilled. Yeah. <laughs> thrilled. But I also make a conscious decision not to overpost him because one, my life doesn't revolve around that relationship. Mm-hmm. It's just a small portion of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I love my husband to pieces. We've been together for 10 years. So one of the biggest misconceptions or the biggest judgments that I've been facing recently is that... Um, I don't respect my husband because I... Because you're posting certain content. Right. Whereas I actually, I don't want to say run it by him Mm -hmm. because what he'll say is, I don't get the messages you do. Yeah. So he makes a joke out of it. Mm -hmm. But also, guys, he gets to appreciate my confidence and my ability to be who I am on a personal level as well too. And he's the only person that gets to experience that. So I think he knows that, you know, you can look, you can... You can mm-hmm. send those comments, but she's still my wife. Yeah. Um, and I think the other thing too is he's really proud of you. He is. Because you've come a really long way, um, not just physically, but mentally, mentally and emotionally. Yeah. You've come a long way. And I think that, um, you know, he can feel confident in your relationship. And he, it's not that he's letting you because, listen, she's doing it either way. Yeah, him. <laughs> but it's nice that you know, he's just like, yeah, cool. He supports it. But, but not just that, but he, um, he appreciates and values how far you've come. There was one time that I posted something and I thought it would be okay. Mm -hmm. And I could tell he was upset about it. Right. And I seriously just looked at him and I said, listen, like communicate with me because if I've crossed the line, 
then you have the right to, to say mm-hmm. something. And he ended up saying, you know what, it's, you're beautiful and it's a beautiful photo, but he made a very valid point. He said, bikini photos and underwear photos mm-hmm. are very different because they're taken in two different contexts. Yeah. And I mean, I guess we get into that conversation of sexual versus sexualized. All, and I always bring that up. Yeah. But that, I mean, I guess that's a problem with social media is you, you could literally post a bikini photo and it'll be sexualized. No matter what. You can post, I hell, I've posted just, you know, my favorite cartwheel stance um, because I'm proud. I never used to have a butt. Yeah. And um, I'm literally just proud of the work that I've done and, and I'll get comments, but I'm fully clothed. Well, not only that, you posted yesterday, which I'm so proud of you. Yeah, that was a change. Woo, that was a big one for me. But what part of it was a big one? Like, was it that your skin was going out there because all of the bitties were covered? It was the fact that I am that, I'm now that transparent. Because before, yeah, I would post about my belly. But now it's like, yeah, I have emojis covering my bits, but it's like, it's like those emojis are teeny. Like they're small and I'm just out there. You are out there. And I, I'm I'm super proud of how far I've come. I'm incredibly happy with the job that Dr. Ma did mm-hmm. at um, the cosmetic surgery clinic in Waterloo. Um, I want to show the fact that um, what I paid for is what I got, mm-hmm. you know, because there's some people that go into surgery who are incredibly displeased with um, the results. And I'm already three months out but I'm already so happy with those results. So I want to show people that it is possible, but at the same token, it's, it's just, I'm there. Yeah. There's nothing. I'm, I'm wearing nothing. It's crazy. I love that though. But how empowering was that? Honestly, like I terrifying. It was because way back when I, the very first time I ever posted any skin, which was literally just maybe five inches of my midriff and I still wasn't even showing uh, my belly button or anything and none of my skin Um, that I freaked out for. And I put the caption like avert your eyes, avert your eyes. Um, And I really felt like that this time too. And I'm not going to lie to you. I'm super afraid of those judgments of, Oh, of course she got her tits done. Well, I mean, yeah, you can see mine were super flat. I just wanted a little boost. <laughs> not only that, though, I think that um, cosmetic surgery like that, it's not just about changing your body. It's about changing how you view your body and the emotional connection. The mental yeah. um, disconnect, too, because for so long, like I, I had maintained my 137-pound weight loss for a year. I maintained for a year. I built lots of muscle but there was nothing I could do about the skin. And, um, you know, more than anybody, how much that skin held me back. I was constantly, um, self-conscious about that area. You were my, uncomfortable. my quote unquote gunt or fupa. <laughs> fupa. <laughs> um, and when I would work out, there were certain movements that I would do that it was painful mm-hmm. on my neck, on my stomach, on my back, yep. skipping, doing burpees. Um, I, I always felt embarrassed doing those things. Um, when Renee started coaching me, um, I asked him to like, not watch me do burpees because I was, I was so embarrassed. The skin would, would, uh, move and flap and then pull my pants down. And then, you know, every two burpees, it was hanging below my skin and it was just really embarrassing. And, 
and um, not just physically, but emotionally too. So let me tell you, anybody who has judged the situation with Andrea when it comes to the cosmetic surgery, Mm -hmm. listen to that and step in her shoes for even 24 hours in the body that was her then body. Yeah. And tell me that you wouldn't make the same decision that Andrea did. Well, and I think the other part of it too is, uh, and I'm really opening up here. Um, I was so afraid of people judging that, oh, she's a widow now. So she, you know, she's just doing this, um, you know, to, to look hot or to get a guy or whatever. Well, thank you. Um, me having a tummy tuck, I knew about it. Like I knew that I needed one, um, to have a quote unquote, I I don't really want to say normal body, I guess, um, to not have that skin anymore. I've known for the past 10 years, if not more, um, I had already started making plans and saving money. She gave up Starbucks. I did. Do do you remember when you told me that you did that? I was like, um, I opened my own savings account. Okay. So I was never the money manager in the household. (laughs) Um, I opened my own savings account and I told myself, Every time I would normally go to Starbucks, which was generally twice a day, was I was spending like 10 bucks a day minimum. Okay. Instead, I would make my own food or beverages at home. And all the times that I would go to Starbucks and go out for lunch, I would put that money into the bank account. Um, so I was already in the process of saving up the money. Um, and, uh, and so the plans were already in place. Now, timing plays a big role in it. I was on a waiting list to go in for Mm -hmm. uh, a consultation with uh, not the surgeon I went with, but a different one. And they called me uh, two weeks after Shane died. So like right around my birthday is when I got the call for um, the consultation. And I took that as a sign. Well, yeah, I did. And there's not a single person that can argue that Shane actually would have supported that a thousand percent. Oh, he, and he did. We had multiple conversations about it. Um, you know, he was the money guy, so he was trying to figure it out. To, I mean, I was more figuring out, which was fine because it was my procedure. It was something that I wanted. I didn't say need. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, sometimes I'll argue that, yeah, it was needed because of the pain, but I wanted it. So I took the steps to make it happen. And, um, Anyway, my, the important thing to note here was I spent a long time knowing that I needed it. It wasn't just a snap decision um, because, you know, I was going through something. This was a long time coming for my mental health mm-hmm. and for my physical health. And were the boobs an extra? Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Do you feel great? Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. I'm really glad I decided to get it done. And let me tell you, Jenna was really nervous. I was. I was really, um, I tried to talk her out of it a few times. She did. She really did. But at the end of the day, you have to be authentic to yourself. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what this all comes down to is I don't think we realize how much we judge people in a day. And it's yeah. it's right down to so-and-so went out for a night and left her kids with a babysitter. Right. It's so-and-so sent their kids back to school. And like not even anybody that you know sometimes, that person cut me off. That person's a douche driver. Oh, that's well, me all the time. What if they had to really poop badly? <laughs> Please remind me to tell you a story after this. Oh, God, I'm so excited. Oh, my God. Um, you know, what if there's a slow driver in front of you and you're like, oh, what a fucking idiot. Like, go faster. Maybe they're a new driver. Yeah. Maybe they were just in a car accident and they're really apprehensive about getting back behind the wheel. And this is their first time. 
you know, they could just be a nervous driver in general. They could be new to the, to the country, having just learned to drive on a different side of the road and they're nervous. And, um, I, I was really bad before, um, you know, over the last couple of years with just being angry with, you're so slow, you cut me off, you, you know, what an idiot driver. Um, but I've really tried to be more mindful of those judgments. I think that has a lot to do with therapy though, because therapy really gets you to take a second to reevaluate those situations. That's true. And, you know, I've, um, I've had my fair share of, you know, I'm looking for an address. So I slow down. I've probably pissed off a lot of people. Uh Um, but at the end of the day, I think we spend a lot of time judging others. Um, and sometimes not even, uh, we don't even mean to do it, but Uh we do. And I think we just need to show everybody a little bit more grace. Um, yeah. Another pre-judgment that I constantly get, again, Mm -hmm. goes back to my personality and who I am. Um, Everybody out there thinks that I am this outgoing, bubbly Bubbly. person. (laughs) Happy all the time, yeah. And just wants to be loved and given Mm -hmm. all of the attention like Tinkerbell. I hate people in my space. And yeah, and and she's not just talking about people touching her. Like just she's got a bubble. I got a bubble. If you were on our live before we started recording, um, (laughs) even me sometimes being in her bubble is too much. And um, thankfully she loves me enough that (laughs) she trusts me. And she also loves me enough to tell me, yo, you need to get the fuck out. And it's taken a really long time. My uh, husband's friend, Bryce, he is an, I want to say mini version of my son, but because he's older, I guess he's an he's older. He's like the older version. He, I love him. He's, he's amazing. Great. <laughs> and I remember last year and around this time, we were at the Rockton Fair. Oh, and wow. Bryce was just in my face. Yeah. And he was like touching me and he was like just in my space. And I said, Bryce, you got you to gotta move. And he's like, oh, but da, da, da. And he's like touching me again. And I yeah. said, Bryce you got to move. So I'm good at communicating, but guess what? He didn't move. So Matt goes, dude, I'd love to see her punch you, but I'm going to warn you now, get out of her space. And it took my husband stepping in. So after that, Bryce was very careful Mm -hmm. with how he was with me until I was a little tipsy at Andrew and Tyla's wedding. And I came down the stairs and I hugged him (laughs) and he stopped and he looked at me and he's like, this just happened. And it's because it honestly is a thing. So perception again, is that I'm this outgoing person. The reality of the situation is, is I have severe PTSD that has crippled me Mm -hmm. and my ability to socialize the same way that I used to and, I and never used to be the same like way. That. Yeah. Yeah. Connect. There's huge trust issues now. I don't yeah. want to be around somebody that I can't absolutely tell you for certain is trustworthy. Yeah. Is that weird? And that doesn't mean that the people around you, you don't trust it. Just it's a, it's another level. Yeah. It's for me, it's my gut. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. I got to follow my gut skis. Yes. Which brings me to the most recent judgment and oh, tell me. probably the most frustrating of okay. them all. Okay. Um, recently I got a troll DM. Oh my God. Yeah. In my what Instagram fucking messages. fucking weird situation. Uh, honestly, I wish I still had it, but I deleted it. But what came from it was basically at the end, it said, get a real job and stop living off your hubs. First of all, 
I work my ass off. So yes. Yeah, so there are lots of judgments around entrepreneurs and entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. And, um, as a serial entrepreneur who, um, you know, has recently, I've sold my business and started a new one. I worked more hours than at, you know, a standard job, um, being an entrepreneur. And I, I think I warned you about that Mm -hmm. and you're really experiencing, you don't know it until you experience it. This girl is working 24 seven. Yeah. And let me tell you how proud her husband is of her. Thank you. Because he is. So that chick can suck it. Right. But it, what a rude thing to say. I don't even care that you want to personally attack me. That's, Mm -hmm. that is what it is. But this business, this studio, and she called it Studio 54. So first of all, (laughs) 1015, which is in two days. And the reason why it's named that way is because I knew I could do more with my life. I quit my job and I decided to go for it. I took the bull by the horns. Yes, you did. I put myself into debt. Yeah. And I opened a business. Mm-hmm. And guess who stood behind me? More money behind me, beside me the whole time. Yeah. Matt. Exactly. And he didn't have to increase his hours. He doesn't have to work Saturdays. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have to work a second job. We do just fine. And can I just also mention, not only do you work 24-7 in your business, but you are a 24-7 mom and wife. Mm-hmm. And you, uh, nine times out of 10, unless Colton is in school, he is with you all the time. So you are juggle, judge, juggling, juggling. So you are juggling multiple roles at once. Yeah, full time caregiver of my mom. On top yep, of that, on top you're of that. needy ass needs. Me uh, I am pretty fucking needy. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what I mean. It's like people don't see all the other stuff that goes into it. They don't mm-hmm. see me, you know, grinding at yep. 11, 12, 1 o'clock in the morning. Yep. Because guess what? You're sleeping. Mm-hmm. And what makes you successful anyway? Thousands yeah. of dollars in your bank account mm. or the fact that you're 10 fulfilled. Years, yeah. You're feeling fulfilled already and you're just getting started. Just maybe. getting started. Yeah. 10 years from now, I'm going to look back at that message and just be like, okay. And honestly, like to me, that just screams insecurity and jealousy. Honestly, my husband though was just as proud of me when I was working full-time at a clothing store Yeah, when I was on maternity leave being a full-time mom. Mm -hmm. Like he doesn't look at it. How much money am I bringing in? Mm -hmm. It's how well are we taken care of? And we're well taken care of. Yeah. Emotionally and mentally. And financially. Like I don't want to, I don't want anybody to think that I'm asking Matt to take on all this extra responsibility because Mm -hmm. I want to go dance. No, like I'm not creating a dance studio. I've created a space. And it's, it's one of those spaces, like you can, you can tell that it's, it's you because I walk in and feel like I'm at home and, uh, that's a really nice feeling to have a place like that. Um, and, and, you know, now that I've lost weight and I've had surgery and blah, 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 I'm a little bit more confident walking into a gym because I know what I'm doing and I look like I know what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. But when I was 300 pounds and I would walk into, uh, a certain gym facility that shall not be named. And the employees there looked me up and down with judgy eyes. Like it made me feel so uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And I knew that you were going to do this. I knew that you were going to build a place that anybody could walk through those doors and feel at home and feel comfortable. And you've done that. I have done that. And, um, 
We're yeah. just getting started. I know this just totally sounds like a plug for Studio 1050. But it really isn't. It's, but it's just, it feels like home. It does. It, and It's I, special. It, yeah, and it comes down to, um, it's been a hard road to travel, mm-hmm. uh, to navigate through a lot of people's opinions yeah. and judgments mm-hmm. and... Um, I had a I had a best friend prior to you. I'm very mm-hmm. sorry. It's okay. Um, R.I.P. We, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> we continue to grow apart because every time I would try and do something for myself, she would mm-hmm. tear it back down. Mm. And I remember going to her and saying, you know what? I know what I want to do. I want to open my own studio. Mm-hmm. And the first thing she said is, well, don't do it. You won't be successful. And I thought to myself, I'm like, you're supposed to be one of my best friends. How yeah. can you how and she said well the taxes just aren't worth it (laughs) so don't do it because you're gonna owe money for a little while you're gonna struggle for a little while but what's crazy though andrea is i think i only knew you six weeks before i told you i was opening a studio Mm -hmm. and you jumped in Mm -hmm. and started helping right away do you need this what can i do let me do your look like you were more supportive as a six-week-old friend Mm -hmm. than my own best friend for the past 10 years, somebody who stood beside me when I got married. Mm -hmm. But that's the thing though. It's, it's quality over quantity, right? So um, I don't let people in my life, (laughs) but it doesn't matter how much time you have with somebody. It's the, it's the quality of that connection. And, um, I don't think that everybody has what you and I have. I was just thinking, I don't think there isn't a thing in the world I could tell you that I ever think you would judge me for. Oh, never. There are things that we've talked about that um, <laughs> that I've never – I think maybe the first time I confided in you, I was like, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck. Um, but then you immediately reciprocated. Yeah. And and then I just knew. I just knew. Like, the, honestly, the amount of things, the amount of experiences that Andrea and I have mm-hmm. been through together yeah, um, with no judgment. Mm, never has honestly been the guiding light towards me being able to accept judgment Mm -hmm. as it is. Like I no longer feel like I need to tell my side of the story and see, that's where I'm still struggling, but you'll get there. Cause I'm, I'm what two years in with therapy. Yeah. Um, and trust me, this has taken a long time because even sometimes I felt like my therapist was judging me. Yeah. Honestly, that's one thing that I'm, I'm constantly worried about with, with therapy is like, I'll say something and then it's like, shit, should I have like kept that in? But that's not the point of therapy. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. And that's what scares me is when you sit down with that person, you're supposed to be as real Mm -hmm. and honest, but society has taught us to not be ourselves because you're going to be judged if you're yourself because you're not like that person and you're not like that person. Yeah. Like there is nobody in this world out there that's like me. There's nobody in this world out there like you. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're the closest thing to that. <laughs> do you know what I mean? But yeah. I'm not going to do things the same way that you're going to do things. True. And Sally here who called Studio 5454, she's never going to do the things that I'm ever going to do. And like, she's never experienced the things that you've experienced. So to, so to pass judgment is, is so crazy. And I think that our listeners and us mm-hmm. as well should really be more mindful of how not only we speak to mm-hmm. others, but how we speak about them in our heads, yeah, consciously or unconsciously, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, we all have to make a change. We can't live our life being Karens and judgy. <laughs> Very true, Karens. 
I think the biggest driver for me is that I've realized, um, and I've, I've always said to myself, I don't want to be like my mom. And I think a lot of people have the same notion. Um, but, but truly my mom has always been so negative Mm -hmm. and so judgmental and so just, uh, woe is me with the world that I've realized if I continue on the path of judging others, so harshly um that i will be her and that's just a no-go for me i wonder if that's uh nature versus nurture honestly like uh having her in my life for as long as i did really made me quite negative and having that space from her over the last couple of years um has really helped my mindset and helped me realize um the certain personality traits that i that i seem to be possessing Mm -hmm. um I've released them. So with Colton specifically, we're in that age where he is going to notice other people's behaviors. Yep. Um, And I find myself constantly, he'll say, well, mom, so-and-so did this today. And I'll say, okay, is that your business? Yeah. And he'll say, well, no, but like they did it. And I say, okay, but it's not your business. Right. And having an eight-year-old understand that one is incredibly difficult, Mm -hmm. but he is gravitating towards that. And he is finding himself becoming more mindful of some of the comments that he makes. Um, He's very insecure about his teeth and I don't know why he's got great teeth, Mm -hmm. Um, but he's very insecure because a couple years back, um, someone had said something about his molar because he had dental surgery right. and it's one of those silver ones. Oh, okay. And they said, well, you must not have had good teeth if you have one of those already. Oh my goodness. Well, no, it's just that he's, it was a baby tooth mm-hmm. and it was too early for it to come out. So yeah. they needed to put something there. And another p- judgment um, with Colton specifically having mm-hmm. dental surgery is that people accuse you of putting milk or juice or something when in, they're going to bed when they're going whatever. to bed. Well, my husband had the same dental surgery when he was the same age Mm -hmm. and Michelle was accused of the same thing. So when I had Colton, she was adamant, do not put anything in his bed because trust me, he'll have surgery. So guess what? I didn't, not once, but I still got accused of it. Right. And people still ask me, well, did you put him to bed with milk? No, not even water. I didn't. And if he woke up for it, I would give it to him and take it away. Why? Because I am a mother, a tentative mother, an obsessive mother. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. Right. But like we've been dealing with this our entire life. If it wasn't at 14 about our body image, yep. then it was 19 about how much we drank or who we dated. Yeah. Uh, going to college or university or not, or, you know, being married at a certain age and having kids at a certain age. And like, it's just literally lifelong judgment from yeah. the people who should be fucking loving you right yeah. from the start. My friend posted a photo the other day of uh, her and her husband mm-hmm. with a big pumpkin and baby pumpkin. Oh my God. It. Yeah. I saw that. So cute. So cute. Literally just a couple photo. Yeah. But everybody, the messages, if you read them, oh, oh my God, I'm so glad you changed your mind. I'm so glad you guys are going to have a baby. I'm sorry, but she has been adamant about it. Mm-hmm. She does not want children. That's her choice. And the fact that she has to be vocal about it I know. is so frustrating because- no uterus, no opinion. And even if you have a uterus and you have an opinion, it's not your uterus to have an opinion about. Yeah. So yeah. yes, I quoted um, friends there. That's pregnancy is traumatizing for some people. Oh my goodness. My pregnancy was awful. And maybe that's a topic that we talk about next week or yeah. um, in an upcoming episode because it is a fucking story. Yeah. 
Yeah. It might, it might honestly scare people um, from having kids. <laughs> so we should get somebody in here who had a good pregnancy though, because <laughs> yeah, <'cause> we didn't. <laughs> <laughs> That's why they got one. Yeah. I got it right the first time. I'm yeah. Good. He was so cute yesterday. He was. They so were, was cool. Uh, they were all so cute. A little gopher. So fresh. So we just really wanted to, so we talked about judgments and we talked about, you know, how they kind of make us feel. Um, let's just tap in on how we cope with it. Yeah. Uh, honestly, I do, I don't cope well with, um, the overwhelming thoughts that, um, I'm hurting somebody or that they're judging me. Um, has it gotten better? I think some days it's a lot better for me and some days it's, um, it's crippling, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm no expert here. I don't think that there is a way that you can fully cope with it. Um, I like to screenshot and call people out. Yes, she does. Because, and I do it with dick pics too. So <laughs> watch out, bitch. But seriously, if you have something to say to me, I'm going to make sure that people are aware of your personality and who mm-hmm. you are. I truly believe that we should be um, empowering not just women, but men as well, yeah. too. It's no different than people saying that men have mental health issues, too. Men mm-hmm. get sexualized, too. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. absolutely. So yeah. I think that uh, if you have something to say to me, and you don't want it to come out that you have that feeling towards me Mm -hmm. because I don't think there's any shame in talking about people's opinions of you. Mm -hmm. Like it's almost therapeutic in itself. Yeah. Um, If I could just say one thing here. You can say 10. If you think that you can say something to Jenna and it's not going to get back to me, (laughs) you are sorely mistaken. Vice versa. Okay. So let's just put that out there. It's just one of those things that I believe there's strength in numbers. And although I may have a small bubble, you hit the nail on the head. Mm -hmm. It's quality versus quantity. Absolutely. I keep those who I know are authentic and genuine Mm -hmm. and real and raw close. Yeah. Um, So yeah, she knows. Yeah, absolutely. I grew up believing that girls were the enemy. Mm. Oh my God, they are so not. They're not. Um, you know what? We should have an episode where we talk about um, that female volatility that we've experienced because I think that that's a big one and um, it's something that I'm so over. Me too. Yeah. I posted something on my social media that, uh, yesterday that said I'm just done with ugly and I'm yeah. not talking about ugly looks. I'm yeah. done with ugly personalities and, you know, ugly traits, yeah. ugly actions. Yeah. I just... With the world that we're in right now, especially with COVID, Mm -hmm. man, just be kind. Yeah. Be kind. Try to limit your judgments or come up with another reason why you're thinking that way. And, um, or express. Yeah. You know what? And it goes back. Like I said, if you do have an issue with something that someone's doing, whether you have an opinion on Andrea or you have an opinion on me, you could talk to us. Yeah. We're happy to clarify whatever you want clarified. Yeah, just don't talk about us. Yeah, that, we would appreciate that. And we'll find out. Yeah, we will, especially if you talk to one of us about either one of us. Just saying. Or like half the people in the world that we know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I do have to say that one way that um, I personally have combated uh, feeling um, overwhelmed by those judgments uh, other than therapy is something that you can do for free. And that's, um, repeating positive affirmations. Oh, I love that. Yeah. So I've, um, I've spent the last couple of weeks, I've never done this before. 
Um, but I've spent the last couple of weeks, the minute I am conscious in the morning, I start repeating them in my head to myself. And um, I'm going to keep those positive affirmations to myself. Um, I was going to share them, but I honestly think because they're mine, I'm going to keep them that way, mine. Um, But I have woken up with less anxiety um, than I've experienced uh, in the last year. Mm. And it's really helpful. So it's really refreshing. Yeah. So I think that on that note, I hope you have all enjoyed our judgments. Yeah. I mean, I thoroughly enjoy hearing things about myself. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, if you have commentary or if you have questions for us, please just shoot us a message um, on our Instagram pages. So um, you can reach us at our um, whiskey in a teacup page at spill the hard stuff. Or you can just reach out personally to our personal accounts. If you have any ideas for upcoming shows, you just let us know. Yes, please. Until next week. Okay, bye. Bye.